Hello, welcome to Free Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission here at Free Your Children is to share the truth and love about education. There is a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children, and I hope this ministry will equip you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10-11 Thank you to the sponsors of Free Your Children and those that continue to support biblical education. I would like to say a special thank you to Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's Free Your Children radio show. If you have storage needs, contact Safe Storage of Columbia, Mount Pleasant, and Hohenwall at Safe Storage Tennessee. TN.com. That's safestoragetn.com. If you would like to sponsor Free Your Children or the radio show, you can contact me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, my email, freeyourchildren at gmail.com, and the Borough Pulse. That's boroughpulse.com. I'm a monthly contributor to the Pulse, and if you go there to that particular website, you can see all the articles that I have pinned to date talking about all things education. I am very excited for some upcoming series that we will be offering on the Free Your Children radio show, Shattering the Misconceptions About Homeschooling. I will soon be kicking off a series dedicated to single moms that homeschool. How many times have you heard that before? If single moms can't homeschool, well, we are going to have a whole host of women who are doing just that, and they are doing it wonderfully well. They are homeschool moms that are single, and they are successfully homeschooling their children, so I hope that you'll tune in. I'm very excited to have tonight's guest with us. She is Charlene Knotgrass. Charlene is a Christian and a veteran homeschooling mom. Charlene received a bachelor's in urban planning from Middle Tennessee State University, my alma mater. She oversees curriculum development at Knotgrass and is a lead curriculum author. Charlene is the wife of the most wonderful man in the world. She has always loved being a mother and now relishes the role of mother-in-law and grandmother. And she is proud of her grandma name, Little. Oh, that's so sweet. Charlene loves to encourage homeschool mothers, whether speaking at conferences, counseling mothers individually, or through her blog, Daily Encouragement for Homeschooling Mothers. Charlene enjoys reading, quilting, drawing, sewing, improving their old house, and spending time with Ray, her husband, since 1974, and their growing family. Welcome, Charlene. How are you? I'm doing great today, Tiffany, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm honored to have you here as our guest tonight. We are big fans of Knotgrass Curriculum. We have used your curriculum with all five of our children, and we are currently enjoying our 50 states as we speak. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about your family's personal homeschool journey? I would love to. It's quite a story. I first heard about homeschooling when our oldest was almost kindergarten age. I heard about it on television on a talk show. And when Ray came home, I told him about this wonderful idea I had heard about. And he said, our kids need to be in school. And uh, that, you know, he wasn't a dictator type of husband, but he was sure that that was not what we needed to do. And so we put our son in a private Christian kindergarten. We were living in Mississippi and there wasn't public kindergarten then. 
Then we moved to Illinois for Ray to preach uh, at a church there, and we put our kids in public school. It was a little bit uh, interesting to have moved there from our home in Mississippi and to enroll our kids in Yankee Ridge Elementary School (laughs) in Urbana, Illinois. But uh, after a few years there, we started seeing problems, and uh, we felt like our son was being a little bit encouraged into Eastern meditation, and we had... um, Our youngest had a very difficult year in kindergarten with uh, children, uh, one little boy in particular, who uh, didn't treat her very well and ended up in the behavioral disorders program at the end of the year, which was the only classroom that was air conditioned. I thought that didn't seem very much incentive not to be a behavior problem. (laughs) But anyway, and meanwhile, We had friends who had a child in the junior high, and we were really seeing some uh, things talked about at school that we thought had no reason to be talked about at school, and we were concerned, and we started listening to Christian radio. James Dobson, in particular, was a, a big influence on us, and in fifth grade, our we our son got a letter home from school saying they were about to start sex education and Ray and I went to the school and said maybe you are but he's not mm-hmm. and back then that made a difference right. and he was not required to do it but they set him out in the hall during sex education class by himself and he told us that other children would come by and say you're so lucky you don't have to be in here Mm -hmm. so we decided to homeschool being organized people and so on top of things we start we decided in august so (laughs) i'm being facetious (laughs) we borrowed a um whole set of first through sixth grade curriculum from a friend of ours who would summer homeschool her son. I mean, that wow. she didn't call it homeschooling, right. but she wanted him to get into this particular pre- prestigious junior high. So she would teach him first grade in the summer, and then he'd go to public school. And then all through school, I felt so sorry for him. He was doing every grade twice. Oh. But she gave, uh, you know, we were not prepared. Right. So she gave us all these textbooks and I set up a bulletin board and put up a flag so we could say the Pledge of Allegiance and just did the whole at, you know, school at home. Yes, that sounds familiar. <laughs> and so, um, and then the next year I bought this amazing unit story, uh, unit study that was very mama intensive. Mm-hmm. And after two years... I was just worn out, yeah. and I didn't know. I only had one friend at church who homeschooled, and I hadn't known them very long, and we weren't really close to them, mm-hmm. and I just, I was just exhausted, and so then we had two years in the wilderness <laughs> after mm-hmm. that, and when we stopped, nobody came alongside me and said, how could I help? Uh, Could we talk about it? Let me encourage you not to quit. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I have a passion today for homeschooling mothers and why I have had my blog, Daily Encouragement for Homeschooling Mothers. Now it'll be 10 years at the end of April, five days a week, 52 weeks a year. 
I write, you know, I have a blog mm-hmm. uh, that I publish for homeschooling mothers, and it's because I want to hold somebody's hand because nobody held mine. Absolutely. That that really resonates with me. I've read your blog. It is fantastic. And I will say that you are such a balm to so many souls. Um, I'm a huge fan of all of your encouraging posts and your curriculum as well. It really, it, it speaks to my heart because I'm a whole language type mama and homeschool mama. So I, I very much appreciate all the hard work that you've poured into everything that you continue to do to support the homeschool community. And it is very important and you're right. I think that you just touched on one of the key factors right there when you said when you became, um, when you were having a difficult time, no one walked alongside you and encouraged you. And so you have chosen to make that your calling. And I think that you're blessing so many people with the encouragement that you provide. Uh, Thank you, Tiffany. I really appreciate it. So after those two years in the wilderness, I'll call it, um, our kids were in a Christian school the first year and then back in public school the second year. But the second year uh, that we were out, it was back home in Tennessee. Uh, Ray had come here to preach uh, in Cookville, Tennessee. And so during that uh, last year in public school, our oldest child and our youngest child were begging us to please come back home. Our middle school, a middle daughter who was 12 years old, were saying, you'll ruin my life if you homeschool me. (laughs) I don't know who any woman I've ever talked to who said I'd love to be a 12-year-old girl again. (laughs) Uh, And But anyway... I prayed that God would make us all want to do the same thing, and he did that. She struggled, but one day in July, see, we're always planning way ahead. One day in (laughs) July, she came to me. I just didn't want to do two different things. I didn't want to drop her off at school and homeschool the others. I didn't want to force her you know, when she was so adamantly against it, not to say I couldn't have, but I just asked God to make us all want to do the same thing. And he did that. So during that summer, I really thought about what this was I wanted to do with my kids. I was not going to do some labor intensive unit study Mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to do this huge stack of textbooks like I had done those other two years. So I made a, I wrote out a goal that we and our children and their spouses and their children and their spouses and every generation in our family would walk with God on earth and live with him forever in heaven. And that was why I was homeschooling. And everything we did in homeschooling was going to fit under that. And then I made a list of about, I can't remember, 20 or 30 things like love God, know the Bible, know history, learn the math they need to know, be a good communicator and things like that. Mm -hmm. Just things that I thought, a human being who was going to live for God needed to be prepared to be an adult. And we made sure that we met the state of Tennessee's graduation requirements. But more importantly, it had to fit that list that I had made and that goal that we had adopted as a family. So that summer, we became homeschoolers Mm -hmm. instead of strapping homeschooling on our backs like this big sack of rocks Mm -hmm. that felt heavy. And it just changed everything. It changed our family. Homeschooling taught me how to, it just taught us how to be a family. Mm -hmm. We just loved being together. We loved spending our children's teenage years together 
and it was just a humongous blessing to our family. So that's that's my story. Yes, it, well, it resonates with me because I too, when we first began our homeschool journey, the very first thing I did was tried to recreate the public school classroom at home because I was a former public classroom teacher, school teacher. And so to me, that's what education was. And it was very difficult. And it did, we felt alone. Uh, when we started homeschooling almost 19 years ago, it wasn't very popular in our area. And so there weren't many families that were homeschooling and we really were the weird ones. <laughs> and so it was like trying to find a needle in a haystack. And this was before, and I'm really going to date myself here. This was before social media. <laughs> <laughs> and so you couldn't sit down at the computer and connect, you know, with all of these people all over the world that were homeschooling. You you still had to rely on old-fashioned forms of communication, which was trying to find out who these people were and then meet them or, you know, call them on the telephone. And it wasn't easy because it, it wasn't common. So, so, yes, I think you're right. For us, it was um, a process of discovering that homeschooling is really just an extension of parenting. And you're right. I think it really does teach families how to be a family because most families – have or will send their children to government schools and that fractures the family because you have mom and dad going off on their own separate paths T typically mom to work dad to work the kids go off to school so they have very few hours a day that they're spending together as a family and now of course it seems like everyone spends what free time they have enrolled in their telephone or social media. So there's even less connection with the family. So it really gives you the unique opportunity to be able to get to know your children and, and to get to be able to spend time with them and watch them grow and really pour into their lives. So I think you are very correct when you say it teaches you how to be a family. I feel so strongly about it. <clears throat> I'm 69 years old now and I've, I've seen a lot, you know, and I uh, cherish the memories of the time our family spent together. We found that the best socialization for our children was other families spending time with people of all ages. Mm -hmm. One of the most exciting things we did homeschooling, every Wednesday afternoon for a while, we went over to an elderly gentleman's home, and he had been all over the world. Oh, wow. He had preached in many countries. He was a scientist and a retired professor at Tennessee Tech University and a member of our church. He was also an award-winning photographer. Mm -hmm. And every Wednesday afternoon, we would go to his house and he would take us somewhere. Oh, wow. This week, we went to Papua New Guinea. And the next week, we went to Antarctica. And the mm -hmm. next week, we went to Israel. And the next week, we went to Switzerland. It was amazing. And so, it, you know, he didn't have to be the same age as our kids right. for them to enjoy being being with with him they also our children did a lot of volunteering they so. helped um we actually had one daughter who volunteered in a public second grade classroom oh, wow. with a public school <laughs> teacher who was thrilled to have her uh -huh. 
and our son helped set up uh, some computer equipment at the local high school mm-hmm. with uh, a teacher we knew. So we found lots and lots of ways for them to spend time with a lot of people, but not necessarily with people their own ages. And that is a common fear parents have mm-hmm. is that my children need to be with other kids their own age. But that's not necessarily true. Yeah. I like to say that if God wanted children to be with a bunch of other children their same ages, we would have litters. But we don't. <laughs> we have one child at a time. And so God must think it's okay right. for uh, human beings to spend time with one another in a family because that's how we designed it absolutely absolutely well tell us a little bit about your not grass the not grass company not grass history and the curriculum that you offer and all the things that you offer how did it how did not grass history come about and i'll have to say i'm a history buff and so this curriculum speaks to my very soul (laughs) well I grew up with a daddy who only got four and a half days of vacation a year. And yes, you heard me right. Four and a half days of vacation a year. And he worked on Saturday and Monday. So on Sundays, we were always at church. I don't ever remember us missing church. But with little short trips and with his four and a half days of vacation, he took us to Fort Sumter, to Lincoln's birthplace, to we crossed the Mississippi River on a ferry. Daddy never said to me, you ought to love history, but he showed me mm-hmm. how exciting it was. And we didn't have very much money. We would sometimes camp in a tent. We would sometimes uh, camp in our Volkswagen bus. Mm-hmm. Um And it wasn't a bus camper either. It was a bus. My parents had, my mother made curtains and put them on the windows. And uh, voila, we had a camper. And so um, I was growing up that way. Meanwhile, that was in Ashland City, Tennessee. Ray was growing up here in Murray County in Columbia, Tennessee, with a dad who said, you ought to read this book by Dickens, Ray. You ought to read this book. So Ray was reading and his grandfather was a Civil War collector, mm-hmm. and uh, so he was just immersed in history at his when he would go to his grandfather's house. So when we got married, uh, we brought all of this. We Ray and I really believe we stand on our parents' shoulders in what we're doing at Notgrass History. Mm-hmm. For one thing, my mother taught me that Kent never could do anything. I don't know how many times I heard her say that. Yep. And then I watched her live it. Right. And so um, it wasn't so scary for us to say, Lord, take care of us. When we were in our mid to, uh, mid-40s, to mm-hmm. Ray uh, walked away from having been a full-time minister for 22 years. And we said, Lord, take care of us. We're going to write curriculum. And um, we thought originally we would write Bible curriculum, but God led us through the years to write history with Bible and with literature. Ray was blessed with um, the Columbia schools. Uh, I mean, you know, schools have done some good things. Ray had a high school history teacher and a high school English teacher who coordinated their classes so that Ray was reading the Scarlet Letter when he was studying the colonial period. He was reading Uncle Tom's Cabin when he was um, studying pre-Civil War. And so 
That's how we write mm-hmm. our curriculum. His history teacher also encouraged him to read primary documents. So every curriculum that Notgrass History publishes has primary sources, has literature that goes with it, and has the history lessons that we write. I'm a very um, visual mm-hmm. person. Our books are packed with historic photographs, with color um, photographs of, uh, you know, how a historic site looks right now, today. And so I look back at what we have um, published over the last 20 years, a little over 20 years now, and just see how God was always preparing us for that. My degree is in urban planning. Mm-hmm. So I was taught how to plan cities, you know, and <laughs> and subdivisions and things like that. And um, I, one day I thought, and now I plan pages. You know, the, that step from maps to pages wasn't that difficult for me. Right. And Ray had gotten a master's in uh, both New Testament and American history. And so we just put all that together and we took our children to 48 states by the time before they got married. And um, we bring that into our books, too. We take people places. Mm -hmm. You know, when you study American history with us, we're going to take you to Boston and take you to Philadelphia and take you to the Grand Canyon and, you know, and and all of that. So um, we... Actually, we had written curriculum for the churches where Ray was preaching. We had written, uh, I had worked with uh, children's curriculum and Ray had worked with adult curriculum. So we brought that into it. We found we loved doing that. Mm -hmm. And so the step to homeschool curriculum was not hard for us. Uh, I won't say we haven't worked really, really hard (laughs) since 1999 when we started because we really have. Nobody has any idea, unless you've done it, (laughs) how long it takes to write a page. Yes, absolutely. And and I want to say this. We're very prayerful about what we write. We now have nine years. We have, um, for first through fourth grade, we have American history and American geography. Those are called our Star Spangled Story mm-hmm. and our 50 states. And for middle school, and we, when I say middle school, I'm talking about fifth through eighth grade. We have From Adam to Us, which is our world history, America the Beautiful, which is our American history, and Uncle Sam and You, which is our civics. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the works is a world history for first through fourth grade, a world geography for first through fourth grade, and a world geography for fifth through eighth grade. And then for high school, we have Exploring America, of course, American history, Exploring World History, Exploring Economics, which is a half year, Exploring Government, which is a half year, and our newest high school curriculum, Exploring World Geography. And Ray just got a glowing email from a mother this morning about how much her son is so excited about world geography. So um, that, uh, what else would That's you amazing. like to know about that? <laughs> well, I will say that, like I mentioned earlier, we have used a large number of your curriculum resources and our youngest son is a current college student and one of the classes that he had taken not long ago 
he came in and he said, that was probably one of the easiest classes I have ever taken because we had already covered all of this material with the Knotgrass curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> that's so exciting and I encouraging. Thought, well, that, that's great. That is wonderful. And, and your books are absolutely beautiful, and I know it's a labor of love, so I can't imagine the amount of work and hours that you pour into this ministry. Is this a family affair? Do you, your children work with you? It is. Uh, we and our children own the company together. We wow. and one of our sons-in-laws. And we're the board of directors. Mm-hmm. And all of us are active except one of our daughters who stopped uh, about three or four years ago because she just wanted to concentrate on nothing but being a homeschooling mama. Right. And uh, But our other daughter who homeschools with her five children does work part-time. Mm-hmm. And her husband manages our warehouse. Our son, John, is our chief financial officer, Rice the president, and I'm the director of curriculum development. So that's how we're organized. And then we have a team, a wonderful team. Everybody on our team was either homeschooled or homeschooled their children. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Now, now tell me, what else? I know that you have your blog, that's correct. And then your husband, um, Ray Notgrass, has a podcast, correct? Yes, he started that last January. We've been very excited about how it's been received. It's called Exploring History with Ray Notgrass, and it comes out uh, uh, twice a month. And uh, he, he talks about... Sometimes he'll talk about a history topic. Sometimes he'll talk about something in the news. He One of the most popular podcasts, maybe the most popular, was the one he did on Ukraine and telling that right after that all got so hot uh, last year, he talked about the history behind that. And right. Okay. Well, now, could you tell our listeners where they can find you if they're interested in Not Grass History or any of your podcasts? And I will have everything that Charlene tells me linked to my Free Your Children um, Facebook page and also on my website in accordance with her show. But could you tell our listeners how they can find you? Sure. You can find our curriculum at notgrasshistory.com. And you can find my blog at charlenenotgrass.com. And I, we have a new website that I'm very excited about that I really want your listeners to know about also. And it's called behappyhomeschooling.com. Last summer, uh, or maybe last spring, we started thinking about all the people who are like your listeners, mm-hmm. who there are many people who are thinking about homeschooling, mm-hmm. but they're scared. Right. And so this website is a collection of printables, articles, and videos to help homeschooling families and also families who are considering it. So we have four different uh, areas on this website. There's one for the people who are saying, should I homeschool? Mm-hmm. And then we have an area for people who are saying, can I homeschool? Mm-hmm. These are the people who know they want to, maybe really believe they ought to, but they're scared. They, Am I qualified? You know, can I do this? Right. Then we have an area for people who are homeschooling, but they're discouraged. They're, they're like I was after mm-hmm. our second year. They just, can I, can I go on? Yes, I'm homeschooling, but I'm not very happy. Right. And so that category. And then the other category is for people who are like you, Tiffany. They love homeschooling. They're glad they are. They're very committed. They're doing a great job, but they could just use a boost. 
So those are the four areas. It's BeHappyHomeschooling.com. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate all the encouragement that you offer everyone that, that comes into contact with you, Charlene. I know that I've been blessed by you and your husband's ministry, and I know that you will continue to bless many others. If you could leave our listeners today with a piece of encouragement, what would you say to them? I would say that your children's childhood is a once-in-a-lifetime priceless opportunity. And I encourage you, don't miss it. Don't be homeschooling so... um, uh, Don't be homeschooling like you're scared, Mm -hmm. like you've got to meet these very high academic standards. And you're working so much on that that you're missing the hugs and the smiles and the sitting in the floor playing with Legos and the cooking tacos together and walking in the park. Don't let that pass you by. And if you're thinking about homeschooling and you're afraid because you don't think you have enough money or you don't think you have enough education, pray about it. God is ready to give us everything we need. He has promised Christians to take care of us. And he loves your children more than you do. Imagine that as much as you love them. God loves them more than you do. And yet out of all the people in the world, he picked you to be their parent. And he trusts you with them. Absolutely. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you for those wonderful words of encouragement. And I want to take some time to thank Safe Storage again for sponsoring tonight's show. You can contact them at safestorage.tn.com for all of your storage needs. And I want to leave you with this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.